Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Healing State of Mind podcast, and I am your host, Shelby Alvarez. Healing State of Mind is sponsored by Hello Shelby, LLC. If you're looking for services such as website design, business consultation, or podcasting, visit HelloShelbyAlvarez.com. On this episode, we are going to do some deep healing. I still hold a lot of pain for my abortion, and I needed to bring my circle into this conversation because we've all had similar stories, whether we had the thoughts of getting an abortion or we actually got one. This space is created for us to vent and heal together. This is a judgment-free zone, and we hope that anyone who's experienced what we have experienced can heal along with us. I briefly mentioned my abortion in Episode 2, Ayahuasca and Finding My Purpose. So now I'm going to go a little bit more in depth. I was 22 when I got pregnant. I remember I was using protection, so it surprised me when my ex at the time told me I should get a Plan B. I didn't think anything of it, so that's exactly what I did. I noticed my period didn't come the following month, so I thought it had something to do with the plan B. I was patient and didn't assume I was even pregnant. Around that time, I had packed my things and moved to Kentucky, so my life was going pretty fast. I immediately started working and learning my way around. I went out one night, and the taste of alcohol made me feel so nauseous that I couldn't finish my drink. That was not the Shelby way back then. The next day I went to the doctor, she gave me a pregnancy test and it turned out positive. I remember feeling so scared and happy at the same time. In my head, I was going to have a baby. I called my ex and let him know that I was pregnant. He told me there was no way I was ready to be a mom. I wasn't financially capable of caring for a child and he would be away in med school for three years. So how would that even work out? I felt alone. So like any other woman would do, I called my support system. I wanted to get their opinion. Everyone had mixed emotions, which made it even harder for me to make a decision. I called my mom expecting her to be excited, but I got the complete opposite reaction. I didn't feel an ounce of support. And at that moment, I knew I didn't want to be a single mom. She was a single mom at 22, and here I was, pregnant at 22. I called my biological father, who actually told my mom to get an abortion. I called him because I knew he would tell me to do the same. He told me I wasn't ready, and I listened to him. 
So I tried to get an abortion in Kentucky, but I was already too far into my pregnancy, so I ended up going to Jersey. The laws are completely different on the East Coast. It's as if they want to kill babies because I was 15 weeks pregnant when I got an abortion. I had no idea so much time had passed. To be honest, my only regret is going through with an abortion knowing I was 15 weeks pregnant. I don't regret the abortion, but I just really wish I had support. It didn't feel like my village was going to help me. I felt so alone, and that was my first time ever experiencing depression. Honestly speaking, I feel like abortions should be illegal, unless a person was raped or if giving birth can kill them off. These are my viewpoints, and I'm happy I got to interview a few people because they have their own viewpoints on this topic. Now, since we're on the topic of rape, a man who takes his condom off during sex and finishes inside of a woman without her knowledge should be considered a rapist. For one, you don't know if the woman is infected with a disease or if you're infected with a disease. Secondly, if she gets pregnant, unaware of you removing the condom, she is now put in a situation where she must choose to have the child or get an abortion, which can be a very traumatizing experience. Non-consensual condom removal is called stealthy, and I am happy California is passing this law because this has happened to me twice. The first one led to a pregnancy. The second one led to the fear and worry of potentially getting another abortion. So guys, please be very careful and ask your woman for permission before removing that rubber. Lastly, on my viewpoints about abortions, before I introduce different stories, I want to talk about the mother of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger. When I go into predominantly Black communities, I see Planned Parenthood. When I go into predominantly white communities, I see fertility clinics. Y'all can argue with me as much as you want, but Margaret Sanger used the women's rights movement as a cover-up to kill Black babies. If you want more information on that, I included a few articles. In the description, you guys can read it at your own leisure and form your own opinion. More of this episode after this short break. With Paramount Plus, plans start as low as $4.99 per month. Or you can try it out completely free for seven days. Don't spend more than you need to spend for quality TV shows and movies. Try Paramount Plus today, a mountain of entertainment. Click the link in the description. This is Katora's story. So Katora is my homegirl. We've been friends for years. I've known her for like ever. <laughs> I've known <laughs> of her forever. And uh, we didn't meet each other until we moved to Kentucky. So it's just amazing how the universe brings people together. Yeah. Yes, it is. So tell us your personal abortion story. So I was 27 years old and I was dating this guy in the Air Force and we kind of had a, we had a love-hate relationship and um, I was in South Korea for about 30 days and when I got back to the States, I found out that I was pregnant, but before I found out I was pregnant, like when the pregnancy happened, I had anxiety all of a sudden and the mm. anxiety was like debilitating to the point to where I had to be put on Xanax, but I didn't know that I was pregnant before being put on the Xanax. Mm. And um, when I told him about it, you know, he was, he just started being emotionally abusive towards me. He would just, you know, ignore my phone calls. And then he would say that I trapped him. 
Wow. Yeah. And that I was trying to use the baby to get his attention when really all I was trying to do was just come up with a plan so that both of us could co-parent. Did you feel like the relationship was rocky before all that? It was. And the pregnancy made it worse because he didn't want to have the baby. And so, you know, I told my dad about it and I really wanted to know what to, I, I didn't know what to do. Like when I took the test and it came back positive, it was like the most scariest moment of my life. I had never been fearful of anything before, but when I saw those two pink lines, it was just like, oh my God, like I'm about to be a mom. Like I was just so unprepared and I had always been on birth control. I was on birth control since the age of 16. Mm -hmm. So I missed one shot. Then that's when I ended up pregnant. Wow. Just one shot. Wow. Yeah. I was planning on getting the shot, you know, once I left South Korea, but I couldn't get it out there. And so I didn't think that missing one shot would cause me to become extremely fertile, mm. but it did. So when did you realize that you were going to get an abortion? I was about five and a half weeks and mm -hmm. I had flew to Hawaii and Hawaii was just so beautiful. And it's just been a place that I go to to kind of clear my head. Mm -hmm. And so I went to Hawaii and that's when I decided that I wasn't ready to be a single mom. I realized I hadn't traveled enough and I grew up in a pro-choice household and mm -hmm. my mother, she's deceased now, but my mother used to always say, you know, if y'all get pregnant, I'm taking you straight to the abortion clinic. Wow. So I had always thought, you know, that it was okay to have an abortion because I was always raised in a pro-choice household. Mm. And before my mom died, my sister got pregnant and my sister's now a single mother. And one of the things that my mom would always say is don't ever become a single mom. Mm. So it was instilled in me, don't be a single mom. That's not something you want to do. Travel the world, live your life have a partner that's going to help you take care of your child. And I knew that I wasn't going to have that. And so that's when I made my decision when I was about five and a half weeks. And I got the actual abortion when I was six weeks, six and a half weeks. Hmm. So what are your views on it now? I think that every woman has the right to choose. I think that there are some people that aren't fit to be parents. Mm -hmm. You know, there's instances of rape, but for me, I think that I regret my decision. If you were to go back again, how would you have approached that whole situation? I would have, for one, just stopped reaching out to him because I had called him um, the night before the abortion was scheduled. I called him and he actually answered the phone, which before he didn't answer the phone, but the night before the abortion, he finally answered the phone. and. He was like, I don't want anything to do with you. I don't want anything to do with that baby. And so um, if I could go back in time, I would have never even reached out to him. I just would have continued the pregnancy and reached out to him, you know, contacted the Air Force once our baby was born. Because the Air Force, you know, the military, they don't play about that. Mm -hmm. He got the easy way out. Yeah.
And the experience, when I went, I got it done in Louisville, Kentucky. There were protesters outside. Yeah, they don't play. Yeah, they were heavily protesting. And so the people from the abortion clinic, they come meet you at the car. They escort you inside. And then it's a long, all-day process. You can't have anything but water. They make you watch videos. And they're supposed to do counseling. But when I met with the counselor, the counselor really didn't say much. But mm -hmm. what I realized years later was that the whole process was a counseling session because they have you watch videos all day and they make you listen to the heartbeat. What? They made me listen to the heartbeat, which made the experience of not wanting to have a child even more traumatic because you're hearing, you know, they want you to listen to the heartbeat. This must be a Kentucky thing. Yeah. Oh my God. It's a Southern thing. Terrible. Yeah. In a way, it's good for the people who feel like there shouldn't be pro-choice. But just thinking about it, like if I were in that position, I feel like I would probably walk out of there. I was just so scared. Like, I just didn't know how I was going to be a single mom. And then, you know, I'm a flight attendant. So I just didn't know how... I was going to be able to raise a child and I didn't want to put my baby off on family. Kids are being molested by family members. I just didn't want to try to figure out like, okay, who's going to help me take care of my baby while I work? I mean, not saying that you can't do it as a flight attendant, because I know people who do it, but they have a hard time doing it. If they're a single parent and they're not married or they don't have a significant other that's helping them raise their child. Your mom, when did she pass away? She passed away August 31st, 2011. So this happened after she passed away. Yeah. If she would have been here, then I probably would have kept my baby because I would have had help. I think that at that point, being 27, you know, being older, I think that she, you know, would have been willing. Like, I wanted my dad. I wanted him to tell me to keep my baby. That's what I wanted to hear. He said, it's your body. It's your it's your choice. It's your body. It's your decision. I'm not going to tell you what to do. You have to make that decision yourself. He said, I support you if you decide to keep your baby. And I support you if you decide to have an abortion. Either way, you have my support. He sounds very supportive. Yeah, he was. But that's not what you wanted to hear. But that's not what I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear, keep your baby, I'll help you. Mm. That's what I wanted to hear. The pregnancy was just really, it was a lot on my body. And like I said, the anxiety that I encountered when I was pregnant was so debilitating that my gynecologist told me to continue taking the Xanax. But wow. when I went online and was looking at reviews, you know, about taking Xanax during pregnancy, then it was talking about birth defects. Mm. And it just made me like, just be like, okay, like now I really just don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to bring a child in the world. And then, you know, my baby's deformed because the whole time I was pregnant, I was suffering from anxiety. Right. After the abortion, my body started to go back to normal. Mm -hmm. And when that happened, that's when I realized, like, oh, my God, what did I do? You know, wow. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I just killed my baby. You know, it was just the, my body returning to its normal state that made me realize, like, dang, what you did was wrong. And I started drinking really heavily. I stopped going to work. I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder. And then later on, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. 
I think, you know, just the different chemicals and the chemical imbalance and stopping a pregnancy and then dealing with depression and anxiety. I think it was just a number of all of that because before I got pregnant, I was completely healthy and completely happy. And mm -hmm. after I had that abortion, then, you know, I've been on disability off and on, you know, and it's the one thing in my life that I, you know, severely regret. I have forgiven myself mm -hmm. because I didn't know what I didn't know, you know, mm -hmm. because, you know, growing up in a pro-choice household, you know, I just, I didn't think it was wrong. I think it's a case by case basis. Right. But for me, I feel like what I did was wrong. I feel like it was a selfish decision. And I feel like I should have been there to protect that life instead of make the decision to take it away. So how do you move forward now? Well, now I'm back on birth control. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to keep that going because like right now, I'm still trying to work through some things. I'm healthy again. I'm on medication. I'm taking my medicine like I'm supposed to. But if it were to happen again, I would definitely keep my baby this time under any circumstance. I wouldn't let a man, you know come in between my decision or, you know, whether he wants to be there or not, you know, I, I would keep my baby this time, even if it meant being a single mother. So I have my poem that I oh, wrote yes. and I wrote this poem back in um, 2018. So about a year later after the abortion. And I think that I'm going to get it published this year, but here it is. I never knew fear until you appeared. Him abandoning you with me, him abandoning you and me. Career on the go, single mom lifestyle, a no. They tried to stop me with their signs and protests. They tried to stop me by playing your heartbeat. They tried to stop me by showing me you. But with tears in my eyes and legs spread, I let them separate you from me. I let them separate you and me. Death day before due date, your life gone, mine forever changed. Wine bottle to my lips, sick every single day. I even tried to come with you, but the Lord made me stay. Due date only days away, only to remember a name I chose to never name. Ooh, I felt that. Yeah. Ooh, that is deep, girl. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm so happy that you are able to share your story because this is really going to resonate with so many people. Thank you, Shelby. I'm happy to do it. I wish I would have had somebody, some of the people that have an abortion, they keep it a secret. They take it to their graves. It would have been nice to hear an abortion story from the other side, like somebody that got it done and regretted the decision. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I dealt with a lot. I dealt with, you know, drinking, drug use, you know, a suicide attempt. I just went through so much after the abortion because of the guilt, shame, and remorse that I was living with that it just would have been nice if somebody was just there to, that had the experience that would have been able to say, you know what, maybe think about it from this point of view. Mm -hmm. Or this is what I went through. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Do you still carry that guilt and remorse? I do. And I feel like I'm 32 now. And I feel like I feel a sense of loss still. 
I wonder what kind of mother I would have been. I wonder what my baby would have looked like if it would have been a boy or a girl, you know, Mm -hmm. and if I just would have trusted God, everything would have been okay. And I think that's the biggest lesson too: learning how to trust God. Yeah. I don't want you to hold any type of guilt or remorse in your heart. I know it's hard, but that's something that you should definitely start working on because that's only going to continue making you feel bad. It's about acknowledging it's happened, not beating yourself up for it. And moving forward, you know, I need to have more trust and faith in God. I know you're going to be an amazing mom when the time comes. Your kids (laughs) are going to be crazy about you. You are (laughs) going to be crazy about them. I already know you. Like, you are such a caring person with the biggest heart. Like, you're one of the kindest people I know. So I already know those kids are going to be spoiled to death. (laughs) (laughs) Just like my nephew. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. Tammy is a doctor and loving mother. This is Tammy's story. So I am pro-abortion. I think that every woman should be able to exercise it if they choose. I have nothing against abortion. I have done it. I know many women that have done it for different reasons, and I'm okay with that. I was with my high school sweetheart at the time. I found out I was pregnant at school. I instantly, like, froze up, didn't know what to do, didn't know how I would explain this to my mom. First and foremost, um, I look up to her. I called my mom after school. Didn't even get home, and I told her, you know, I'm pregnant. And she instantly broke down in tears, and she was hysterical. How could you do this? You're screwing up your life. Your life is over. Like, how are you going to be a teenage mom? And also, I think she was concerned about the embarrassment that I would have brought onto the family. So she rambled for about two, maybe 10 minutes, rambled, crying. And after... Her complaining, I just simply said to her, but who said I wanted to keep it? And literally after I said that, she stopped crying, like, abruptly. Were you thinking about keeping it before she rambled? No, everything kind of happened so quickly. And I was just in, I felt like it was like an out-of-body experience. I didn't know what to think. I was really more so concerned about my mom and how she would feel. I wasn't thinking about myself. I wasn't really thinking about the child. I knew at that point I wasn't fit to raise a child. I mean, it was a high school sweetheart. He wasn't my husband. We were going through things as well. So I wasn't thinking about the future. It was just, I'm pregnant. What do I want to do? I know I don't want to have it. But how do I go about pretty much what are my options? What are my options? Abortion, you hear, you know, adoption. Do I want to carry a child for nine months and just giving the child away for adoption? I was also ignorant to the different procedures with abortions. You have the pill, you have the surgical. At 17, Mm. I mean, I really didn't know much about it. My mom, as a healthcare provider, you know, at the time, it was... She was the first person I can, even though I got the information from the nurse, she was the first person I could run to. And I knew she was going to be able to give me more information in terms of an abortion. But in the same token, I knew that my ass could get bust too. 
that's my mom. And if she didn't know I was having sex, then she would definitely know when I told her I was pregnant that I was having sex. So it was just a lot of emotions. I think I would have made the same decision. Genuinely, I wasn't ready to be a mom. I wanted to live my life. I wasn't finished with high school. I wanted to go off to college. I wanted to get married. I wanted the whole fairy tale that mm-hmm. a lot of women dream of. I really didn't want to have a child out of wedlock. Did I follow through with that till this day? No. I had my daughter out of wedlock, but I also promised myself after that experience, the first time a mistake, the second time now I almost kind of felt like I was being irresponsible. You know, if you don't want to have a child, use protection. Do I think about it? No, I don't even think about it. And it might sound cruel. Like, how can you not think about it? Do you have moments? No, that's almost like a chapter I kind of closed out. Because if I think too much into it, it's going to hurt. Close it. There's nothing I can do at this point. It's already done. Just move forward. And that's what I have done over the years. I do recommend going to someone before you made that decision. If you don't have a close enough relationship with the person who got you pregnant, um, find someone who you're close with. If you have a confidant, if you have a best friend, if you have an aunt, if you have a mom, speak to them. Um, Kind of pick their brains a little bit. At the end of the day, ultimately, it's your decision. Omar Thompson is a stand-up comedian, entrepreneur, and owner of Harlem's creative hub, Thompson Studio. This is Omar's story. So, me being a thought in my past life, I went through a few of these uh, type of situations. Wow. Yeah, I mean, maybe uh, I went through two of them. Mm-hmm. I guess I got her pregnant my senior year, and she never told me. Wow. She told me years later, maybe like maybe about four or five or eight years later that Omar, you know, you got me pregnant in high school and I got an abortion because I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to slow you down. I know you to go to college and you just want to have a bright future. And I didn't want to mess your life up. What did you feel when you heard that? I felt bad for her. Like, wow. Like, I mean, I felt bad and like, wow, that was deep because she thought more about me than and, and and about the the future of, her, of the baby than her selfish, what she thought, I mean, she wanted, you know? She put me first. That was kind of crazy. For real. The last one I had, and that was, the, like, the saddest one I ever had. Was it your idea or hers? I think it was, like, both. It's mainly mine, but it was, like, both of us, we kind of agreed, you know? I was emotional afterwards because I knew it hurt her and she wanted to have it. But I was like, <laughs> me to be selfish, I was like, thankful, like, yes, thank God. I wasn't ready. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Once I kind of realized that she really was hurting, this, it made it made it feel, I, I felt bad at that point. Birth is a beautiful thing. Having a child is a beautiful thing. It's just the timing and situations that you want to bring a child into a bad situation, you know? What about you now as a father? Like, do you ever think back on that and wonder, like, well, what if you had aborted your kid? As a father now, you know, when my wife got pregnant, all my kids are planned, you know? These are all kids that was planned and well thought of before they even got here, you know? Mm-hmm. So we are able to give them a, a, a so just a a more planned out childhood. I mean, where they can enjoy it and they don't worry about certain things and we are happy, you know? Do you regret your past abortions? 
you know what? I live life with no regrets. That's how I am. And, and I mean, if you live life with, with regrets, you always have something to regret. So I don't turn back. It's done. And um, if I didn't have those abortions, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. Well, I'll be somewhere totally different. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be the father I am, I am now, you know? Yeah. What advice would you give a male or a female in that situation? They don't really know what to do, but they do want to have the child, but they might not be in the right situation. I think put the child first. Sometimes a lot of women, they, they, just, they just want kids. They want a child so bad. They, just, they don't care who is with. Sometimes they feel like this child will keep this man with me, you know? Mm. Uh, I think put the child first, you know, like, and think about, like, think long term, you know? If a man is telling you he don't want to be with you, right, mm. while you're pregnant and he's asking you to get an abortion and you still go have the baby, you know, and, and my woman like, no, I don't care because I'm going to raise my child. I'm going to have my, I'm going to hold it down. I get it. I understand. I mean, you want your child, but you just understand what we get yourself into. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's not always the best situation. I mean, like, think about the child first. And mm-hmm. I think, I think for men, like, bro, like, pull out, use a condom. <laughs> Speaking of pulling out, though, because I'm actually curious about this, like, do guys actually know how to pull out? That's something that's like that, that comes with training. No, you gotta know your body. It takes years to master the art of pulling out. You just can't. <laughs> Yo, I'm done with you. But you don't know how to hold it. It's plow. Yeah. Child support. So if you feel a tingle, know it's coming. You feel a tingle, it's too late, by it's, it's it's almost over. Pull out, brother. It's, it's it's too good for you right now. Or if it feels too warm, if it, if it's like if you come inside, if you get inside of it and just feels so heavenly, you just take a pause, bro. Don't don't just tell her yo chill. It's times where I'm like yo, you gotta chill. No, no, don't move, don't move. Let's let's just chill. <laughs> let me just, let's chill for a little bit because this is this is a bit much for me. Let me let me adjust to the temperature of your body because right now I can't start thrusting like this because I'm not gonna make it. You had a good day? Let's talk about something. Let's get cold out here. We at war. Talk about Ukraine's going crazy. Talk about something other than this. You're not going to make it. Yo. You're not going to make it, fam. If you are with a chick that you don't know about her being in your life for a long time, use a condom. If you're not using a condom, you better have an excellent pullout game. And ladies, being a single mother is not fun. I I was raised by a single mother. It's not fun. I want to thank you for tuning in to this episode. This was a very challenging episode to record. A lot of past emotions had to be brought up, but I believe that talking about things ultimately leads to healing. On season two, I can't wait for you guys to meet Renee. She is absolutely amazing with the voice sent from the heavens, so soothing. She's a nurse practitioner, and she's all about women empowerment, healing, and loving yourself. This podcast is not only for women. This is for anyone who wants to heal, who wants to find ways to heal themselves. And I'm so glad that she's going to be our host for season two. 
stay tuned. And of course, like, subscribe, follow, share. Your support means the world. We are on all major platforms, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Audible, you name it, we're on it. Let's get on this healing journey together, my people.